Welcome to the One Day at a Time podcast, where we forget about yesterday, we don't worry about tomorrow, it's what are we going to do today that's all that matters, because you've only ever had, or will ever have, the fantastic 24 hours a day you're about to embark on. So hopefully, this episode is going to give you some daily dose of wisdom that you can take action on today to improve your life. And remember, all it takes is one day at a time. Good morning, everyone. We are talking research today. So I'm going to touch upon three or four research studies um, that might be relevant to you in your journey. So let's get into it and let's not mess about because you've got a day to smash, right? Obviously. Okay. First study was on, um, it was on high protein diet versus low protein diet in females. So it was 2.5 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. And then the other, the, the lower group was on 0.9 grams of kilo per um, per kilo of body weight. So you will definitely be in between there, maybe towards more than two grams per kilo, really. Um, the difference is staggering in a way. So fat-free mass, which, you know, muscle mass and stuff like that, increased significantly more in the high protein group as compared to the low protein group. So it was 2.1 kilogram increase with a high protein group and it was a 0.6 kilogram increase in the low protein group. So that is what? One, two, three, th- 3.5x three, 3. more um, with a high protein diet, which is insane. This is another massive benefit as well. Fat-free mass, uh, sorry, fat mass um, significantly decreased over time in the high protein group, but no change was observed in the low protein group, while maximal strength significantly increased in both groups because they were doing strength training, right? So. What that tells us is the high protein group, high protein diet is very important for building muscle. It's much more effective at low protein, obviously, with the, with the same stimulus. It is way more effective for uh, fat loss as well, plus the other benefits of protein. Like I said, that might be a secondary effect because uh, the satiety response is better from protein. But it seems protein's got so many benefits that is a priority to get right so if you still haven't nailed your protein intake you're still eating 50 grams um a day and you're not trying you're not quite up there look at getting more protein in your diet look we've got protein coming out within the next few days you know it's so safe and there's studies in this to show you know if you consume like 40 to 60 to 80 grams of your protein from a whey protein or a plant-based protein you know that's fine but you do want to get food in. You do want to get whole foods. Of course, you want to get whole foods because you've got the nutrients and stuff as well. But if you do struggle, don't be scared to supplement with a whey protein or a, or a plant-based protein because it is the by, whey is by, a byproduct of cheese. Like, it's just filtered, the fat is removed, the carbs is removed, you know, added flavor in, pretty much it, right? It's nothing, you know, you can get pure, uh, more pure uh, versions and then plant-based similar. But plant-based protein is actually better than uh, plant-based whole foods in a way because plant-based whole foods, the absorption of protein from them is like 60%. It's not it's not that high. But then when you've got the absorption of plant-based protein powder, which doesn't have the limitations of the whole foods, it's absorbed to like 80 to 90% efficiency. So you do get more protein like pulled in from the powder versus the whole foods. So if you are vegan, that's definitely a massive win anyways so that's important protein is protein important yes or no yeah it is you say it's not (laughs) if that doesn't show you is important then nothing will right so get it in you 
Okay, next one. Gaining muscle in a calorie deficit versus calorie surplus. Like, let me just say, though, this study was done in bodybuilders and they love the steroids. So, depending on the, sub, the steroid stack they're on and all this stuff, it's going to get wildly different results. Plus, being on steroids in a deficit and they're gaining muscle, like, if someone was natural in a deficit trying to gain, would they gain muscle? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe for the beginner, yes, but I'm not sure experienced would get such luck. Anyway, it's what we're going to go off. They did look at a previous study as well. What it did show, calorie restriction induces a chronic decrease in muscle protein synthesis, which would limit muscle growth. Okay, so we know that. So we want to be in a surplus to make sure we're maximizing muscle protein synthesis. Makes sense? Um... But overeating in a surplus just puts too, puts fat mass on, and it's just like we don't want to put fat on, like too much fat on a muscle. So what happened is in the in the in the study, the group that was in a surplus they gained double the muscle as the uh, the lower calorie group, but they gained ten times the fat mass. I know it sounds big, but basically, the surplus group calories gained one kilo of muscle and one kilo of fat in four weeks. The, the lower calorie group in the deficit gained 0.4 kilos of muscle and 0.1 kilo of fat. So those are the numbers. Again, bodybuilders, steroids, it's, it's, it's not quite there, right? So I would say that maybe the deficit group, you are lucky to hold on to muscle in the deficit. So the, if you're thinking of toning up, which the word should be banned, if you want to look, if you want to tone up, aka get leaner, you're gonna to have to drop body fat. Okay, so the goal then is to go into a deficit, high protein diet, train resistance training, maintain your muscle mass. You might get lucky to gain muscle, but don't make it the goal. And then once you're at the desired body fat level or how you look, the definition level, then you can go into a maintenance phase, slight surplus to gain muscle without gaining too much fat. Does that make sense? That's how we should be. Um, don't try to both at the same time in a way like it's just frustrating more than anything. I mean, it could be done. It is possible, but how frustrating is it? Like, what's that phrase? You go two di- if you're trying to go in two different directions at the same time, you literally go nowhere, you're stuck in the middle. Um, I think it is better to be deficit first, get down that because look, the only way you're really gonna change how you look is if you drop body fat or gain body fat. Like people, you know, you can see people who got admiral muscle, and yes, they can change a lot, but is that's not the biggest change in people. When you lose body fat, right, everything changes. Like, somebody can look like a different person. Their face completely changes. Their body shape changes. You thought they were, like, big-boned or whatever you thought, but then they're, like, not big-boned anymore. Like, how does that happen? But it's body fat. The biggest the, the biggest change people go through is body fat level percentage. And some people don't look good low body fat percentage. Some people look better, and you might prefer to be at a certain body fat percentage because, you, you know, there's a... A lot of guys, for example, I'm one of them. If I get too lean, my face looks like a rat. And, uh, you know, I don't want to look around like a skeleton, you know what I mean? So, you know, it is, it is you know, find your find your balance. Um, and that's that, really. So protein, um, toning, you want to lose body fat first. And then you want to go into a maintenance phase. There's another study on menstrual cycle and strength and performance. It showed basically strength and performance doesn't decrease during different parts of the cycle. If you're able, if you're able to train, it's interesting. But again, like you, like um, Lyle mentioned, week four you might have some coordination um, issues, and then week two you're more susceptible for injuries. So you do need to watch out for that. Um, and then the last study I want to talk about 
is resistance training volume in women in women okay so how, how much do you have to train a week to gain muscle like what is like scott tell me the answer mate don't mess about in this voice note i got to go and live my day let me just tell you now the study says five to ten sets per week might be sufficient for attaining gains in muscle size and strength in trained women during a 24-week resistance training program there appears no further benefit by performing higher exercise volumes because lack of time is a commonly cited barrier to exercise adoption. Data of the researchers support resistance training programs that are less time consuming, which might increase participant and adherence. And I 100% agree with this. Look, when you look at our workouts, live workouts, strength workouts, when we're asking you to be there for an hour, work out half an hour and you're out. Like, that's all you need. Good work of 30 minutes, a few times a week. So I go more towards 10 15 sets per body part ideally like if you want to maximize it uh, there's other studies that show it's like eight sets per body part twice a week so you're looking at like 16 sets per body part per week split twice that's the optimal according to some research but you're gonna make gains right so don't panic you will make gains training three times a week two or three times a week there's no need to overdo it the world is opening up so there's no need to be like Oh, shit that what am I going to do when the world opens up you just got to do three 30 minute sessions a week and you got to try and do progressive overload you got to try every two or three weeks you're going to try and put a bit more weight on the bar or the dumbbells you're going to try and like do an extra few reps or a few more sets and that's all you got to do if it is literally as simple as that there's no need to overcomplicate this process I think it's just sticking to that sticking to your guns doing it week in week out and you know doing something like it says and now increased participation and adherence the most important thing with training is consistency like oh my god scott so boring mate stop talking about consistency moderation it's just it is that's the truth i don't know what to say you have to be consistent and it's better to be consistent on three 30 minute workouts a week than doing a blitz of five workouts a week for two weeks going to sleep for two weeks and then coming back again for two it's just look that's not going to make that's, that's just going to frustrate you even more so those are it um Protein's going to be launching in a few days, so do keep an eye out for that. And yeah, exciting times. And another announcement. Um, let me know what you think of this idea. So I'm thinking of doing, so with a Turtle membership, if you're Turtle listening, we do like Q&A every day, basically. And it's hard sometimes, like, oh my God, I've missed it, what was said. So I've started doing weekly reviews of the Q&As, 10 points from each one. But I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to create something called the Turtle Times or the Turtle Telegraph and I'll be sending this out once a month in paper form to all Turtle members um, which will have the key takeaways from the month's Q&As. It'll have the maybe five or ten research reviews that we look at, some interesting, interesting research that I look at and I'll make it in plain English basically so you're not going to be like, mate, what did you just say? It will be in plain English. Maybe stories, maybe some bits of wisdom, maybe some member spotlight, maybe some if all members have got businesses, do you want to advertise free of charge? Just get on there. Maybe we'll put a different business spotlight every every month. Who knows? Who knows what the world's gonna open up with this newspaper? But it'll be in your hands, it'll be a physical thing. And I think that's missing in most of our lives at the moment. Everything's digital. This is digital. So much better when stuff things is real, it's tangible. So turtle times or turtle telegraph let me know in the comments below and you'll be part of this new exciting 
project that I got going on. And I think Piers Morgan's looking for a job, so we might get him on as a columnist so I can rinse him every month. Trappy is my good riddance. Anyways, speak to you all soon. Remember, one day at a time, please. And that's it. Thank you for listening to the One Day at a Time podcast with your host, Goffley. Hopefully, you understood something I said. I hope that some wisdom kind of distilled through into your mind. And I want you to now action it today. I don't want you to think about tomorrow. I don't want you to think about yesterday. I don't want you to think about leaving a review on this podcast. I don't want you to think about going to another website. What I want you to do is as soon as this podcast ends, you will take action and make the most of today. Ground yourself today. Follow the one day at a time philosophy and your life will change.